Looking for a taste of the islands? Look no further than No Foods. That's NOH Foods of Hawaii. No Foods was developed to reflect the many international cultures and races of the islands. Hawaiian, Japanese, Chinese, Korean, Portuguese, Filipino, and more. Known for the wide variety of delicious seasoning and sauces. The products of No Foods can make anyone a master chef in their own kitchen. Easy to prepare and delicious in flavor are the hallmarks of No Foods. Again, that's NOH of Hawaii. This is like Chinese beef broccoli, Korean barbecue, Filipino adobo, Hawaiian Kahlua pork, and many, many more. Don't forget about the refreshing and very popular Hawaiian iced tea, sweetened with raw cane sugar and just the right touch of lemon. You can find NOH Foods online at Amazon.com and NOHfoods.com, also in many stores and supermarkets. As we say in the islands, say yes to no. Aloha. Welcome back to the No Name Football Podcast. I'm here as usual with two guys who need no introduction the world over. We'll start with James Big Cat Williams, 12-year NFL vet. Guy didn't even play football. Couldn't walk coming out of high school. Still made it. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> Go to J-Mac. Carmel Catholic, big game, big game them all versus Sycamore. Uh, getting the guys ready, J-Mac. Uh, Temple tough. I know you said Temple's not so tough right now, but still Temple tough. The, the old guys. That, I remember J-Mac, uh, when I left Washington, they went 0-10 one year. I think Willingham was the head coach. Remember Tyrone Willingham? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Came from Notre Dame. To Washington, so been through that where the Huskies weren't so Husky tough <laughs> either. But uh, uh, my other podcast partner here, Jason McKee, uh, guys, what's up, J Mac? I'll start with you, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about Carmel getting ready at our last day walk through today, Sycamore tomorrow. Uh, tell us a little bit about how excited that community uh, and the kids are. I think it's their first home game since 2013. Uh, tell us a little bit about your guys' preparation. Yeah, it's been going well. Uh, you know, obviously, brother, I mean, you've been watching every ounce of film. I think we watched every game they played, every rep <laughs> on all three phases. <laughs> so it's just, uh, normal, you know, normal preparation. You know, this time of year, last year, we were at home watching the playoffs. So it's definitely a lot of excitement in the Carmel community. Uh, but as a head coach, you know, brother, I've been saying all along, I, I worry about distractions. You know, the last few weeks we've been on the road. It's been it's been good because we've got away from distractions. You know, you we're back home now, and and all the teachers and and everybody in the hallway they're saying, "Oh, good job!" You know, congrats, congrats. And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We haven't the season's not over. Congrats for what? You know, we haven't done it. We haven't accomplished nothing yet. Mm-hmm. We won one, you know, one playoff game, which hasn't been done in a long time. But the season's still, you know, we're still in season. We still got another big game. So, you know, me, I just worry about the kids being able to eliminate distractions and I think they've done a good job of it so far but like you said brother it's a big game something that hasn't been done here in a long time uh, tomorrow 2 p.m. so if anybody's listening out there has nothing to do on a Saturday uh, make sure you come on out to Monday line come on out to Baker Stadium and see us play Sycamore who's the number one seed Cat, I'm like you, man. I'm a, um, I'm just an assistant O-line coach, but it's good to get those juices flowing again uh, be a part of playoffs right. you know and right. um I know Coach Matt Bowen, I see Catholic Prep. Uh, they got Stillman Valley this week. They got a home game also. Um, 
as J-Mac said, Kat, and, and I know you guys were in the playoffs last year, Lake Forest, a really good football team. Um, get out there somewhere. Watch, go watch a football game. Go, go support it. Anywhere in your community, any game close to you, uh, get out there, support the kids, uh, watch some football. They are fun now, man. I, you know, we it was funny. We went to, um, I think it was Stevenson, and that was the first team that we played other than – you guys that had the lights synced up with the music mm-hmm. and dude, I was like, man, this is like a college atmosphere out here. So yeah, definitely get out, check out one of these IHSA playoff games, get out the house, do a little walking around, you know, get around some other people. You know, not that I do a lot of it, but hey, hey you're friendly, man. I, very. Yes, I'm yes. a people person. Well, and then, the, um, I know at Stevenson, uh, the artist known formerly as Anthony Adams now changed his name to Spice. Oh, his son is at uh, Stevenson, right? I, I, yeah. I, I ran into him yeah, there, yeah. yeah. And uh, full Stevenson gear from I, head to toe. I hear his son's a monster. Yeah. J-Mac, his son a monster? Yeah, he's a, the funny thing is, this is his first year playing football, and he wrestled last year. So this is his first year playing football. He got moved up to varsity. Um, you know, he plays running back. I think uh, Spice said he plays D-tackle, D-N. So similar to Spice, because, you know, Spice didn't play football until his freshman year in high school as well. So... He's trending to, to be a great one like his dad. You know, he's going to be he's going to be a good player. I'm, I'm still mad at Spice because he, you know, he took him to Stevenson, so he bypassed Carmel. He bypassed us, brother, and took him mm. to Stevenson. So I, he I'm threw me in there. That. Hey, man. That got enough. He threw me in there. Hey, but like you together. guys you guys know, oh, yeah, no doubt, J-Mac, like you guys know, uh, Anthony Adams now, Exceptional athlete. That's what a lot of people don't know about him. They see him fooling around and and doing all kind of things. But that, like, if his son's like him, like J Max said, and I know he was the son was a, a nationally ranked shot putter. I think really, you know, the younger ages and, yeah. and like J Max said, I'm sure he. I wouldn't want to wrestle Young Spice. I tell you that much. I I wouldn't want any of that. But anyway, uh, we wish all our former teammates and really uh, all the kids playing football luck uh, this week. Uh, Go out there, preparation. uh, You know, try to execute what your coaches taught you so you don't give us too big of a headache on the sideline. But um, it's going to be a fun, a fun week of football as we continue here. Um, We will jump to the big news, which we didn't get to break down yet because – we don't have to do emergency pause like everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, but, but you get to get, you get our point of view here. You know what I mean? Right. Our point of view on the trade. Uh, we are the only podcast with former players on it. Everybody else is just who knows what they did coming up. I don't know. <laughs> you know, kickers and <laughs> I saw, I saw David, uh, David Hall on the score. I, I, I know David pretty good, but uh, they have one called taking the North, him and Weeder. Mm-hmm. Those two guys can't take the North. What are they talking about? <laughs> they can't take the North. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, big cat, come to you first. Uh, your, your initial reaction <laughs> when you first saw that uh, the bears, I, I mean, I was shocked, but, but the bears had traded Roquan Smith. The first you, when you heard it. Yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked. And then I sat on my sofa and I listened to Paul's talk Mm -hmm. afterwards. And he reminded me of my mom back in the day. Let me, let let me tell you where I'm going with this. All right. You ever, you ever come in from playing and you'd be like, mom, what's for dinner? You know, and mom's like, I made liver and onions. And you're like, I don't want liver and onions. They put that with white rice? Yes, sir. It's good, man. That just sounds good. Hey, I'm just saying, you know. Steamed rice? Sushi rice? No, we don't do sushi rice. Soy sauce? We don't do sushi rice. Who's we? 
we're my family. Oh, man. She would have to do that. <laughs> my family. Oh, I got you. I got you. Nice recovery. Nice recovery. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Oh, man. Liver and onions. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what the, I don't care what you put on. I don't care what you put on it. Soy sauce, J-Mac. Soy sauce. Come on. Disgusting. All right. All right. We got off track. We got off track. But You're the turns, one that said liver and onions. I'm just, I'm just saying. What kind of reaction turns, did you want? <laughs> <laughs> she turns to me and she says if you don't want to eat it don't eat mm. and that's what I got from polls like we made you an offer this is as high as we're gonna go if you don't want it then we'll find something else to do mm-hmm. and I mean it was just like I said I was shocked mm-hmm. but in a sense I'm not shocked mm-hmm. I mean for what they are now pulling out of this you figure prior to um, picking up a wide receiver, you had a first-round draft pick, two second-round draft picks, a third, two-fourths, and I think two-fifths. Mm-hmm. Uh, a total of nine. Now you're down to eight. But, you know, that's kind of what he said he wanted to do from mm-hmm. Jump Street. Mm-hmm. As far as being able to rebuild, he's going to scrap this thing. He's going to rebuild it. And he has an image that he wants to rebuild it in. And now we just kind of have to sit around and wait and see how it works out. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, J-Mac, you obviously uh, heard the news. Uh, what, what did you think about it when, when you heard that Roquan Smith had been traded to the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, it was funny because it was happened pretty much right after our, our pod that we did. And I was, you know, driving to the school and I text you, brother. I was like, man, Roquan got traded. But, you know, like Cat said. Hey, hey, hey finish at, what you text. Like, you, did, did J-Mac said, <laughs> J-Mac goes, hey, oh, throw that other pod away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, you got to get, I said, man, they, I said, man, they effed up our pod, man. <laughs> uh, but like Cat but like said, I mean, you look at it in terms of polls, right? He's like, okay, we're not going to – basically, we're not going to pay Roquan this much. We, the negotiations were bad this offseason. Nothing happened before the season. Nothing was probably going to happen during the season. So, we're not going to pay him. So, we got to get what we can get now for him um, and continue to try to rebuild this thing. So, you know, you, you, you get a second and a fifth uh, from the Ravens. You get their second-round pick. You give them your second-round pick. And then you bring in another linebacker who – I don't know, obviously, Roquan's one of a kind, so I'm not going to say AJ Klein's going to replace him, but you bring in a guy who's played a lot of football, a 10-year vet, who's at 81 starts, who can, you know, come in that, that, that locker room or in that running, uh, linebacker room and, you know, help mentor the young guys. So that's what you got. You know, like, like Cat said, Paul is trying to rebuild this thing. He's going to try to get some players in, uh, try to get picks when he can. He's not, obviously, he's not afraid to, to give away picks to bring in some guys to make this team better. Yeah, when you, when you when I heard it, I was first like, man, trade a twenty five year old linebacker leading the league in tackles. Uh, you look at Roquan's stats, pretty damn good over his, over his time here. Now uh, he hasn't been great this year. He missed a lot of time, like you guys said. Um, he is his own agent, and the negotiations fell through. And like you said, Cat, it just seemed like Pose. That was it. Like right. I, I got to try to get as much as I can uh, from before I lose Roquan, you know, to free agency. But, uh, you know, I, the first thing I thought after thinking about it, after being shocked that, that yeah, you trade a young all-pro type linebacker was if they make me general manager, I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm going to do the things I right. think need to be done to change this thing around. Because remember now, the Chicago Bears haven't won a playoff game since I was in uniform. 
That's a long time ago. I got a lot of gray hair. I'm losing hair on my head. Uh, I try to throw. I try to throw a. a, a a corner route at practice at Carmel yesterday. Everyone laughed at me. You know what I mean? I anyway, I, I, it's just, it's been a long time, man. So for him to shake that place up the way he is, I, I, I don't know. I can't say I agree with training a young a star on defense like Roquan, but, but I understand. I understand why he had to go trade Roquan Smith, why he's going to do things the way he thinks he needs to do them. And, and here's the one thing. When Roquan was going through his negotiations with the Bears, I called a general manager and I said, what takes a guy over the top? Because Roquan looks like a guy who should be a top two or three paid linebacker in the NFL. He's 25. Right. And he said, it's the little things, Olin. It's the kind of teammate you are, the kind of guy you are every day. Are you a leader in the locker room? Do you bring the energy every day? Do you make everybody around you better? So th- what, what, what they're telling me is they don't, think he's, they don't think he's worth that. And obviously there's a production in ter- takeaways and turnovers, and interceptions and fumble calls. And everybody talks about uh, Darius Shaq Leonard. Um, that's why they paid him, right? He leads the leagues in takeaways last year. That's why he made his money. So um, my first thought, obviously shocked, but my second thought was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I'm the general manager, I'm I'm, I'm gonna do my thing. I'm, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna shake that place up because you haven't won a playoff game since 2010. We gotta do things different right. around here. Now, the one thing I do worry about, I want to ask you guys about this. I remember when Mark Tressman came in, and then when they got Brandon Marshall, Martellus Bennett, and they had For- Matt Forte, and they had Jay Cutler, and they had a great offense. They're the worst defense in the NFL. Right, so and that, but but look now they got they got seven picks they got a hundred million dollars to play with right right they got they do have it, it's it's they're they're doing a rebuild yeah. a total rebuild you got to remember where Ian Cunningham is from right Ian Cunningham is from Philadelphia the assistant general manager just the way they do it there they yeah. collect picks they collect a ton of picks and and, and Philadelphia is doing pretty good Philadelphia J Mac Philadelphia is plus fifteen right now can they continue that. In a turnover differential, like, yeah, you're good, but you're plus 15. Holy shit. Anyway, uh, uh, moving on. Oh, Any I, other got, I, got, I got a question for y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, as as former players, there, there was a lot of talk about how a lot of people felt as though it was necessary for the GM and for the coach to talk to the players that were still there to, you know, Express to them what was going on, mm-hmm. and I found that kind of odd. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're, we're we're in a locker room for a reason. I mean, yes, some of these guys are my friends, and you know, I'll be sad to see them go. But as far as what that does to my production, mm-hmm. it. You know, I don't need any, but I don't feel as though you need anybody to come in there and tell you everything's going to be all right. Every time you step on the field, you're in an audition, and you should yep. be acting that way. Yeah, I mean, Agreed, I remember. Brother o. Go ahead, now, Jay. I think. Uh, I mean, them, them GMs ain't going to come talk to you. I mean, it's they're they're in the front office, like you say, Cap, for a reason. We're in a locker room. You know, nobody talked to to Brother O when Marty Booker got traded right before a preseason game for Adewale Gunley. Uh, nobody came to our running back room and said, "Hey, you know what? We're going to trade Thomas Jones." I mean, they're going to do what they they feel is best for the ball club. And you got to do what's best for the team. But at the end of the day, you're playing for yourself because if this is a rebuild and it, and you got a lot of young guys on this roster, guys who are under constant evaluation, if you want to be a part of this team next year, well, then you got to go out and perform because rebuilding, they're going to be looking to replace a lot of guys. And if you're one of those guys who hasn't been performing, then you're going to get replaced as a part of that rebuild. 
Yeah, it's it's um it's always an interesting topic because the NFL is a business. Like we've right. all learned that the hard way, right? Uh, Cat they they cut you for Mark Colombo. Like that was hard on me when I was a young lineman, right? I was like, gosh, man, what the hell's Big Cat's not here anymore? They trade Ted Washington, right? Like J Max said, Marty Booker for Adewale Agunle, um, Thomas Jones. I mean, just on and on and on. Right. But um, man, that first time you we talked about it last time. That first time you realize it's a business. That's rough, man. And I'll tell you right now. My production does depend on the guy next to me. It right. just does. Yes. It, 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 that, that is a fact. Yes. So when you get rid of good football players, that does affect me. Because now, like, you get rid of Roquan. I saw Sanborn on the field last week. Yeah, you can be excited. And you know what's funny? Sanborn kept popping up on my TV, and I kept texting Biggs. Why the hell is Sanborn in the game? We found out why. We found out why. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they I think they knew that Roquan was going to win. I kept, like, I said, there's nobody injured. Why do I keep seeing Jack Sanborn on the field? Trying to give him some reps. Yeah, and I, like you know, like I hate to say this, but he's he's got to he's he's got to study film, speed his game up because it's not preseason anymore. Now the starters are on the field, especially this week. Hold my anyway. Oh man, um, oh, I know what man. you're saying, Cat, and, and we all been through it. Um, did the locker room? Do they owe the locker room an explanation? Probably not. Right? Probably probably not the guys well, in that I, locker room. Not not so much as they owe them, but but I, I was wondering too when um. Uh, Coach Flew said he went to the leadership council. Well, they're gone. You can't win them all. Hey, so, so, hey, so, so, hey, wait, hold on now. You went to the leadership council that you named? Now, no one voted for that damn leadership council sitting in your office. Anyway, Kat, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry I cut you off. You, you, not, not a day, you said not, not a day owed them, but you, you oh, felt man. like you, you wouldn't have wanted to been talked to. No, I mean, I, I just don't see how it changes what I'm supposed to do every day in practice. No, no doubt. What, what I'm supposed to do no. on Sundays. I mean, I don't, we'll, we'll do this for the listeners, but you, you two guys, like I've seen you guys, like no one had to tell us what we had to do at practice. Right. But, but there are guys in that locker room yeah. who don't understand it. Right. And, and, and like you're saying, man, I mean, I, I wonder what you say because you don't want to bullshit a room of NFL football players. Right. right? You don't want to go in there right. and be like, guys, we're a family. No, we're not. No, you just showed us we're not. <laughs> right. right? You, just, you, you just traded our big right. brother, right? You trade you right. trade our tough our yeah. toughest brother is gone now. I'm about to get my ass beat every week. So no, we're not a family. But um this Hallis Hall need to be shaken up, man. I mean, I feel bad saying that because if I was in that locker room, it would suck right now, knowing that knowing yeah. that we was about to lose games. Anyway, yeah. I, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Jay. Sorry. I think I think, you know, the the bigger thing is you know, forget what the front office and the GM coming down to talk to the guys. Like, Alan Williams is going to talk to the defense. Hey, you know what, guys? In consecutive weeks, we got rid of Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. Now we got to go and compete against the Miami Dolphins team that can light up the scoreboard. How do you keep, like, what do you set to your defense? You know what I mean? Like, that's what, that's the conversation that I would really like to be in, in on. Hey, um, so Coach Mike McDonald down there, the Baltimore Ravens, D.C., those two linebackers he's got, Patrick Crean and Roquan Smith. I think they both run under a 4-4. Yeah. Uh, uh, they got Calais Campbell, right? They got uh, JPP. They got Marcus Peters, Chuck Clark, and Marlon Humphrey. Now, they haven't been playing great this year, and that's why they went and got Roquan. 
But this is going to be an interesting defense to watch now with those two guys. You put beef in front of them in the middle, run that 3-4-2 yeah. gap scheme, and let Queen and Roquan Smith run around. Uh, uh, this, I, I'm going to be interested to see this, see this defense play, play a little football. Now, Kales Campbell, Marcus Peters, uh, Marlon Humphrey, them. You know, getting a little older. Right. Yeah, you know, when you watch the right. film, you're like, mm. I remember I remember them days, Cat. Yeah. When I turned the film on J Mac and I was like, Who's that? Oh, that's me. <laughs> Boy, I suck. I <laughs> know uh, I know I knew my bench was down ninety two and a half pounds. There was a problem. Hey, you felt know a lot better than you looked. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, hey, hey, there, yeah. hey, who's yeah. that slow damn center out there? Oh, that's me. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jamie, I will come to you, man. Uh there was a guy though, that, uh, they took they took their second round pick, not the one they got from the Ravens. They took their second round pick, which could be a top 40 pick in this year's draft with, with the way the Bears are going. Um, and they traded for Chase Claypool. I love Chase Claypool coming out of Notre Dame now. I, I thought they should have took him instead of Komet. Uh, I'm on record when I, when I was doing radio shows uh, before my, you know, <laughs> if I got myself thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how do, hey, how do I put this nicely? <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Jay, man. Well, anyway, what, what do you think about the trade? Uh, they got Justin Fields, another weapon, man. They got him Chase Claypool. Yeah, we talked about it, you know, all offseason, too, just adding weapons, adding playmakers. You got a big playmaker with Claypool, um, whose best year was his rookie year in Pittsburgh. Um, didn't have a great year. Last year was having an okay year, you know, so far this year. But you get a guy who's, you know, a mismatch in terms of, you know, his size, he's got size, speed, he's adequate, he can catch the ball. He can also block in a run game. So adding another piece with the way uh, Justin Fields has been playing, you just give him another weapon, another receiver you know, uh, that he can, you know, throw the ball up to as well. And you look at the receivers they got. They got some big receivers. You got St. Brown, you got Harry, and now Chase Claypool. <laughs> you look at Darnell Mooney, I mean, those guys are like a basketball team, and, and Mooney is like the little point guard. But You've got you've got another weapon and, and a guy that you can you know take advantage and create mismatches for and you know and interesting what Paul said he was motivated to 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 get Claypool and he wasn't worried about trading a second round pick for him because he felt like the uh, the free agency in terms of wide receiver that the pool was going to be not that good so you get a guy who's who's been proven who can make plays in this league and you bring him to your into your organization for a second round pick. Cat. Um. Another big body, you know, what, six, six, three, six, four, 235, 240 pounds, um, you know, has never had an issue with being a blocker. Uh, you know, you hear people talk about, yeah, well, you know, his last, his last couple months in Pittsburgh, he was a diva. Show me a wide receiver that isn't a diva. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, especially when things aren't going well. You know, you, 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 they're in Pittsburgh, they were going back and forth between Trubisky and, was it Pink Pickens? Yep. The, the rookie quarterback. And, you uh, know. Pickett, yeah. And Pickett. They, they drafted George Pickens. Who a lot of people thought the Bears should have took. Right. So the, it's funny because mm-hmm. the Bears don't take him from Georgia, and that's how they get Claypool. Claypool. So interesting. Yeah. So it's, I, I think it's a good move. It'll be interesting what they do with him. Um, you know, like Jay Max said, in Pittsburgh this year, he's been playing a lot more in the slot than he has been playing at the X and the, and the uh, Z. So. You know, now do you move Mooney into the slot, who is that little faster, little shiftier guy, and see how Claypool does on the edges? I mean, he hasn't really been a big... 
50-50 ball getter type of guy, but you know, he has the body for it. He yeah. has the ability to go up there and get that ball. So it'll be interesting to see how they choose to use him and how much they can implement him in the offense, you know, this week, next week, you know, because you got to get him caught up, but you want to see him on the field. You do, and, and you want to see a guy like Velas was open, right? Velas, Velas missed that catch that Justin Fields threw a right. perfect ball to him. Right. Uh, you know, does Claypool catch that ball, right? Uh, end of the Washington Commanders game. Mooney drops the ball in the end zone. Yes. Does Claypool catch that ball? So, he, I mean, if I'm Coach Getze, uh, I'm trying to look at my offense and think, man, if I had a few offensive linemen next year, I mean, I, I got now I got Claypool, I got Mooney. I can put Mooney in the slot like you said. Mooney's a great route runner. Right. Uh, he'd be a great slot receiver. Mooney's willing to block, right? You got EQ. You got Khalil Herbert. You got David Montgomery. You got Cole Komet. They, they, they got some guys, uh, you know, it, it's funny, right? We talk about where do you put your assets? Well, well you add an asset, and all of a sudden everybody looks different. Right. Right? We keep talking yeah. about that, right? Yeah. And, and we'll get to the Miami Dolphins, but they signed an asset this year. If the Bears would have signed them, their line would look way different. So it's just kind of where you build your team. But um, like you guys are saying, this has been missing from the Bears offense for a while now. This kind of guy. This kind of guy who, who has the potential to be dynamic. Uh, we talked about the Bears took Cole Komet 43 in the 2020 draft, second round, right? Um, and the Steelers, I was like, man, I, I wish they would have took Claypool. They took him 49th. And right after that, Jalen Johnson goes back to the Bears. So uh, interesting the way things all work out. He's here now. Uh, and like like J-Mac mentioned, Pose talked about how he didn't like the free agency this year for the wide receivers. Uh, maybe I guess maybe he didn't like the draft either. So I uh, went out there and gave his second round pick for uh, Chase Claypool. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, um, we talked about you know if you want to start scoring points, and you got to start spending money on offense or spending picks. Right. And here, here, here they did. Uh, to spend some picks on offense, and it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to watch how he fits in. Be, you know, we all know these things about him, right? We saw what was it, like a two minute drill a couple of years ago where he's like pointing first down and throwing the on the ball. Yeah. So you kind of worry about things like that, right? Uh, you worry about why, like a coach like Mike Tomlin can't get a guy to develop. You right. worry about that, but uh, he comes into the Bears, well respected wide receiver coach, Tyke Tolbert. Now has himself a playmaker. We talk about Alex. Alex Brown always says you got to get a guy 88 out the gate. This guy may, may, yeah. may, they just got another weapon now. You know what I mean? And uh, with the way they run the ball already, J Matt, and, and you can speak to this, um, mm-hmm. they get a safety out of the box, maybe. Right? Now, now you got to respect somebody on the deep ball. Yeah, it just gives you options. Like you said, you got, you know, you got a bunch of big receivers who now you can, you know, Justin Fields gets an opportunity. He can, he can give receivers a chance to go get that 50 50 ball, but now you can uh, scheme up Mooney. You know, we'll talk about the Dolphins, so how they scheme up those receivers they got, but, you know, gives Mooney an oppor- opportunity to move around and get some of the focus just off of him, you know, adding another weapon like Claypool. So it's going to bring, hopefully, you know, if it works out, it'll bring, it'll, it'll enable us to, be able to have some type of explosive element um, to our offense besides, you know, Justin Fields <laughs> scrambling for 20 yards, and, you know, on third down and stuff like that. Yeah, an in- interesting one to watch, too, is another wide receiver got traded to the Jaguars, Calvin Ridley, who we all know was a number one wide receiver at Atlanta. I know Julio Jones is there, but um, 
he was really ascending. Uh, obviously, he's suspended indefinitely because of gambling on NFL games. I think that's what he was suspended for. But uh, Detroit yeah. trades their tight end, young tight end TJ Hawkinson, twenty five years old out of Iowa, very good tight end. Change, trades him to the six and one Vikings in the division. I was going to say that's something you don't see a lot of yeah. in the division trading. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they said he was a pretty he's he's a decent tight end. Oh, he's he, really good. he was an up and coming yeah. tight end. Yeah. So it's kind of shocking that Detroit was willing to get rid of him and you know. Send him over to the Vikings, mm-hmm. well, and 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 teaming with Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook in the same division. So, yeah. uh, like you said, McConnell gets himself another weapon. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Now, the, the Vikings are, had a, has a, they've had a lot of luck. They've won five games yeah. within one score, but you got to be lucky. Sick, we know hey. we know how that is. Um, <laughs> Dolphins get Bradley Chubb from the Denver Broncos. We'll probably see a little bit of him this week, uh, and then he gets a hundred million dollars. You guys ever? Thought when you played Man. guys that get a hundred million dollar contracts, and now now it's like, Man. listen, like guards gonna get that soon, centers gonna get that soon, right? Mm. Awesome, man. Any thoughts on on those or any trades that that you you thought, J Mac, that that you're excited to see how they turn out? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get my head past that hundred million. Man, I'm telling you, man. Um, yeah, I mean, Bradley Chubb, you bring him in to be that another edge guy on that defense. They have Jaleon Phillips on the opposite side. They run that three four scheme. So you get a guy when healthy, you know, he's had some, some health issues the past few years, but when healthy, he can be dominant. And that's why they paid him. I guess they're hoping that he could you know, regain that form that he had his rookie year. Um, he's got five and a half sacks this year. So hopefully the Bears don't see him that much uh, this week. But I know being paid $100 million, they're going to put you out there and expect you to get out the field. So I think it was a good move by the Dolphins, who obviously are all in, playing some good football right now. And they've been, you know, on the spending spree, obviously, you know, bringing uh, Tyreek Hill over. So they're all in. They're trying to make moves. And Mike uh, Mike McDaniels was trying to uh, – to make sure that, you know, his team makes the playoffs and, and can push for the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think I think Chubb is gonna help this Miami defense. Um you know, Everyone's looking uh, for that closer, right? Everyone's right. the the Von Miller, Rams, yeah. Rams kinda yeah. you know, the NFL's a copycat league. Right. Right. So right. so they gave Von Miller all that money. He closed it for them. The Buffalo Bills stole him. Not, not, now Buffalo's yeah. hoping the same yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. premium yeah. position that pass rush position, man. Premium. Yeah. Eagles got themselves Quinn. Everyone's trying to make that move. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny because all these teams that are making these moves right now are all going to run into each other eventually mm-hmm. down the road. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, the common the commonality is a lot of these teams have a good running quarterback. And you've got to be able to either keep him in the pocket, get to him quick, or blitz him. And, you know, that's one thing about this Miami defense. Apparently, you know, with all the injuries they've had in their secondary, they're a lot more zone now. So they're, you know, they've been running a lot of zone blitz. So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, with the addition of Chubb, and I know it's just his first week there, but do they blitz a little less this week mm-hmm. against Chicago because they do now have that fourth rusher opposite of Phillips? Yes. Right. That's why, yeah. that's why you go pay a guy a bunch right. of money, right? Cause, yeah. cause you don't like the, what scheme you're running and, and you have to send guys cause you can't get a pass rush. Yeah. That's why, that's why you sign a guy like Chubb, right? I mean, uh, so we'll see. And especially against, 
Braxton Jones and maybe if Riley Reef uh, lines up. I heard someone say today that uh, Riley Reef was better than Borum. And I said, people don't really watch film anymore. They just say things, <laughs> right? They just, they just say anything. It, it's amazing to me, man. Yeah, you you, know, you must not things, have watched the Dallas some game, of these, right? Some of the things I hear on, on sports radio, they, they amaze me, man. I, yeah. I, I sit in my car shocked half the time. Like, huh? Who? That guy? And anyway, um, headed to this matchup, man. This week uh, and now... I mean, we're excited to see the offense. Who knows how much you can integrate uh, Chase Claypool in there. But, I mean, man, I just want to see them all on the field one time. Uh, Montgomery, let's go yeah. two running backs. Let's go Montgomery, Herbert, put Mooney in the slot. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's put Coco Met out there. Let's put Velas Jones. Uh, uh, and, and, and let's get Chase Claypool on the field and just see what it looks like. But, anyway, Kat, um, when you look at this Dolphins matchup, versus Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears season is a little more about developing players now, finding who's going to be here next year. Uh when you when you kind of just raid when you raid the cabinet like that, when you when you right. when you throw you just not throw away, but you trade your best defensive players. Uh and we're looking for young guys to develop. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean we have more than enough young guys on that defense. Yeah, man. Um it, this week is going to be about tackling. You know, you watched them versus Dallas last week. There were guys running wide open in the secondary. And you've got to be able to, especially against these two wide receivers, that once they get the ball in their hand, they, you know, anything's liable to happen. Uh, Hill is probably one of the fastest. I mean, just watching Hill run routes when he doesn't have the ball in his hand. You know, we always talk about how Justin at times looks like he's, you know, the fastest athlete out there on the field. This week, it'll only be while they're on offense because he'll flies, man. He, he is just, you know, he's all over the place and he runs his routes fast. Waddle is a, you know, good possession receiver that once he gets the ball in his hands and breaks a tackle, goodbye. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's over. So, you know, a lot is going to have to be done up front and Miami is having some issues with their tackle position. Um, I've got to look up the guy. So you're but, saying that's why, um, hey, J Mac, is that why they give a receiver four years, 120 million? Because he looks like that on film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, mean I couldn't even crazy. imagine being out there on the field running around with him. Like, hey, dude, <laughs> how am I? How are you supposed to catch all that? But like we talk about his speed, though. But you, and look at the way he—he's got the speed, but he's not afraid to, to go over the middle and make that tough catch. And he does a good job of attacking the ball. You know, a lot of speedy receivers, you know, they run go routes and they want the ball to just drop in their lap. He, he'll go up and go get that 50-50 ball. And, you know, more often than not, he comes down with it. And, you know, you're looking at their offense. Like, obviously, we know Mike B. Daniels, uh, disciple of Kyle Shanahan. They, they were in San Francisco for, for a while together. They run a lot of the same things. I mean, Tua, they do a good job in play action. Uh, they run a lot of boots and stuff like that. But... I like the creativity that they have on offense in terms of they move, they move Tyreek Hill a lot. You know, watching uh, their game against the Dolphins, they had him in the slot, they had him out wide. They even had him in the backfield in the red zone, in the red zone where they get real creative in, in which they kept, you watch the film, they kept going to a, a bunch package and they would take uh, Raheem Mostert or starting running back and they would put him out in bunch. They'd have Jalen Waddle in the bunch and Mike Isicki would be the point man in the bunch. And then they had Hill in the backfield. <laughs> and it was just, mm. it was so creative because they were, I mean, you can see the, the issues that Detroit had trying to figure out, you know, who, 
who they had and, and the route concepts that they were running, they put a lot of those, they put Detroit secondary in conflict and we have all those weapons that make it tough. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the Bears defense communicates without having Roquan in there. Like who's going to, who's going to be the leader of the defense? Who's making the calls now that Roquan's gone? Is it Morrow, a guy who doesn't have that much experience doing that? Like we talked about as well. You guys talked about Jack Sanborn, you know, being inserted into the starting lineup, a rookie out of Wisconsin who, you know, was going up against, you know, his first start was going up against an offense like the Dolphins and, and an offensive mind like Mike Daniels. So I, that's going to be interesting to see. I want to see how, you know, what we, what the plan is to try to slow this offense down because nobody has this year. I, 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 the matchup I want to see. The Bears' number one rush defense, the rush offense versus the number six rush defense in the league. The Dolphins, the Dolphins are big up front, man. It's going to be a good, and I like Josh Boyer is their defense coordinator. He spent 13 years with Bill Belichick in New England. I think he's really good. I think this guy's a really good football coach. Uh, they're basically San Francisco East, right? They, they, they look a yep. lot like San Francisco when you turn that film on. Offense, defense, they look a lot like them. They're, they're built similar. Right. So, uh, the way the Bears, the way Coach Getsy tries to attack, uh, this defense with the run game, you know, with the, with the quarterback runs. And, and how do you get an extra guy on this defense? Because, uh, and then how much can they spread them with, you know, Fields booting? A lot of, the Bears' success running the ball is a lot of guys on the backside playing Justin Fields, right? He's keeping one, two, three guys out of the box. Their eyes are on him because if you let him out, he's gone, man. They said he was the fastest guy on the field last week running the ball Yeah, when they timed him. They had him like 22 miles per hour. Well, what the hell is that? Like, what are we right now, J-Man? What are you on the field? I used to run that. J-Man, what are you on the field right now? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm slow motion. No, man. I mean, I even, I, I'm not driving. I'm, I'm the guy grabbing my hamstring. I'm the guy grabbing. Yeah. Anyway, so, I'm not um, you know, inside, in, they got, you know, uh, Emmanuel Ogba, uh, Roquan, Raekwon Davis, Jalen uh, Phillips, like you mentioned, Jay Mack, John Jenkins, former Bear, comes in. They're big inside when they go to that 3-4. I wonder if the Bears can get them to play nickel. Remember, uh, Baba Yaga, wing Martindale never came out of, never came out of regular versus the Bears. Right. He says he's going to play two things versus the Bears. Big and really big. So it'll be interesting because, um, that, th- this defense, uh, wing Martindale one's kind of a version of it, uh, is on film stopping this offense a little bit. So we'll see. We'll see going into this game, but I'm interested to see this. I think this is going to be, that kind of game we like smash mouth football game the Bears offensive line really good run blocking offensive line two run now can Chase Claypool scared him a little bit back him off now they got Xavier Howard to put on guys like Chase Claypool they're pretty good back there so we'll see we'll see but but I'm I'm interested to see the concepts Getsy uses and how they attack this defense and Josh Boyer who to me I think I think this guy might be a head coach so and when, and when it comes to Boyer, it's going to be interesting because, you know, Miami's already beat two good running quarterbacks in, in beating Buffalo and beating Baltimore. So, I mean, you know, they've, they've seen the good running quarterbacks and they've, they've, they've got to have in their minds a plan for how they want to attack fields. Now, you know, the addition to Claypool, Gives the Bears one more weapon out there that, you know, um, Miami didn't think they were going to have to deal with at the beginning of the week when they were putting the game plan together. But, you know, now, now this is something that they're going to have to incorporate in it. So like you said, it should be interesting. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. I like Javon Holland. I I like their safety. He's a good football player, this kid. So, um, but 
J-Mac, when, when I look at this team and me and you were doing a lot of podcasts before and you, you know uh, that I wanted their left tackle, Teron Armstead, and I know he hasn't uh, played 16 games in a long time. I thought him 10 or 11 games was worth it. The fixing your left tackle spot for Justin Fields, to me, it was just worth it. But uh, Bears decided to go in a different direction. Uh, this offense, Tua Tungle-Vailoa, I got to give him a shout out from St. Louis High School in Honolulu, Hawaii. Another, it's just another one of our products. Just another one. Just another, uh, plays good football. Uh, we talked about how he would come back. He would play. Every, you know, everybody was uh, worried about his concussion, but we talked about that he would be back on that football field knowing to a, personally knowing his family. I, I knew he'd show up and play again, but, um, just that matchup, J Mac, that, that RPO system they run with the runs you talked about a little bit. Me and you were sharing a little film this morning, hoping to implement mm-hmm. some of that in our offense. Um, you talked about their creativity. Where do you think they attack this Bears defense? Who now, uh, let's be honest, they're under man. All over. <laughs> All over. <laughs> All over. Anywhere, any which way they want. I mean, be honest. I mean, they, they make you – they're going to make you defend every blade of grass. They make the personnel. I see they use their, their fullback a lot, Alec Ingles. I, you know, I've seen him line up in the back of by himself. I've seen him – didn't motion him out on the perimeter. Uh, Raheem Mostert is a really good zone runner, which which really enables their, their boot game. Tua does a good job of selling boots, uh, reading his keys, and getting the ball out quick, uh, especially in the RPO game. And – I mean, when you got you got those two receivers, they command a lot of attention. But one one weapon that you can't forget about is their tight end, Mike Six. Like he's he's the guy that they want to get the ball to, you know, in the intermediate routes. And you know, like we talk about it, brother. I think in their offense, obviously, especially when they run boots, you know, they they read high to low just because you have those dynamic receivers. And if if uh, if they take away Tyree Hill or Jalen Waller, that ball's going to Mike Sicky. So they've got a lot of options, man. I think. Um, it's going to be tough for the Bears, especially we've seen the Bears struggle against teams that are that that are boot heavy. And if we don't have our communication down, obviously losing one, another one of our leaders, uh, you know, I think Tua could have another field day. He had a field day against Detroit, so I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what Allen Williams, what type of coverages that this Bears defense will play uh, against this dynamic offense. Yeah, they, they lose their left guard, Cat. Liam Eikenberg goes to IR, so we'll right. see. We'll see uh, who they uh, put in that spot. Another Harry He stand product. I swear, like every every week, you just look at the roster. The, Harry's got a guy Harry's in the NFL every, <laughs> somewhere. You know what I mean? Whether I'm watching Zach Martin, Quinton Nelson, Liam Eikenberg, Sam Mustard, no matter who I'm watching, every week, uh, uh, you know, th- there's someone out there. But Cat, um, just just any other matchups. I, I really like. I, I'll go ahead and say. I, I mean. I want to see our secondary versus their receivers. I think our secondary is pretty good. Now they they they're, they're they're because they have no pass rush. They're gonna be undermanned this week. Yeah. It's gonna be hard. Gonna but be hard. I want to see Jalen Johnson against Tyreek Hill, uh, Waddle, Gasecki. Uh, you know, Eddie Jackson. I want to see that. Kyler Gordon. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I want to see it, man. I want to see it, man. I don't want to see Jalen Waddle on Kendall Vildor. No disrespect to Kendall right, Vildor. Right. Oh, no, no. I, I, I didn't say Vildor. I didn't say Vildor. Hey, listen. Bro, you're trying to sell it. Trying to, listen, by Sunday, I'll be convinced. Sunday morning, J-Mac. J-Mac, Sunday morning, I'll be convinced the Bears got a chance. All they need. All they got to do is I leave plus so. five. That's all they got to leave. Let me, let me tell you this. Plus five in a turnover day. Is that too much to ask? That's a lot to ask. That's a lot to ask. 
Right. Hey, Cat, I don't have my Bears and my gear on deck this week. What? It's in the back of the club. <laughs> what the hell? J-Mac, it's only Friday, man. Hey, I'll, I'll be at the game, too, so I'm, I'm going to see this in person. I mean, I hope, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. And if I'm at the game and we're winning, you know, I'm going I'm to change it up. Oh, like yeah, crazy. and, that, and that's, what, hey, hey, that's when you say, J-Mac, well, I called this. Right, hey, right. I called yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I knew. I, knew I looked it. at the matchups. I knew, <laughs> I knew this. I knew, they, I, knew they, I knew they couldn't stop our run. I knew it from when I was watching film. Uh, I think it's it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what we're able to put together in the passing game as far as the Bears go. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said earlier, Miami's has a lot of guys out in their secondary. Last week versus Detroit, they had two rookies, one starting at uh, the nickel and one started at the safety position. Mm-hmm. Um from what I hear, the one that was at the safety is now back on the practice squad. But, you know, they, for as many issues as we have across the front and in the linebacker area, they have in the secondary area. So will the Bears be able to take advantage of that with some play action, get a couple extra guys down in the box and take advantage of it with, you know, our, our, our newfound big wide receiver in Claypool. You can't just be announcing guys out of the game. That uh, are they out of the game? Who? I don't know. You just yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah hey, I Jay, man. I mean, he, I mean, he got he got second. He had the whole secondary hurt. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I mean hey, yeah. listen. You got to give me that. What's the radio station we're listening to? I just <laughs> I got to review. I got to review I this. Got it just in my notes. I didn't, I didn't know we had to fiddle through my notes. You know what I mean over here. <laughs> but but yes, like like Cat saying, and we haven't talked about this yet, and it's something to talk about with this year. Uh, as Cat is mentioning, it's Justin Fields' development, man. Like that—that—that that, that is the road we're heading down. Uh, I heard Pose kept saying, uh, "You know, you guys know where I'm from." I think he meant Chiefs, but I was—if I was in the crowd, I'd have been like Boston College. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> 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 uh, but but J Mac, man, as far as. Uh, the move to get Chase Claypool, do you think that that signaled that they believe Justin Fields is the guy? Well, definitely. You're going to build around your quarterback. And if you feel like you got one that's your franchise, you're going to continue to put pieces around him. And you know, we've been, we complained all, we've been complaining since the draft. You know, they had it, they want him to be the, the franchise quarterback, but you don't put nothing around him. Oh, they're bringing all these guys and free agencies who been in the league for a little bit, but are still unproven. Well, now you bring in a guy who's had you know, some success, who's got a lot of potential, and you keep building around him and hope those guys that you brought in in free agency continue to develop as well. So now I'm really excited, you know, at, 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 for Claypool as well, just giving uh, Justin Fields another option to make plays. So I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Cat, you believe that that signal that, that Pose and Ian Cunningham and the Bears organization believe Justin Fields is the guy by signing Chase Claypool? Yeah, I do. I, I think it's a good opportunity for them to get a guy in the building that can help the offense, that can help Fields, gives him that extra big body that he's looking for down the field, and, you know, just let them start getting comfortable with each other now. You know, if this is a, if this is a good move and this is a relationship that works out well between Fields and Claypool and he fits into this offense, then going into next year, the things that you're looking for have been diminished a little bit. 
you know, now you can focus. I mean, you're still going to need, I feel like you're still going to need another wide receiver at the end of the season. But if you have found your, if you now have your second and third receiver or you have your first and third receiver, however you want to label, you know, each of the guys, you know, it's it's one less thing that you have to take care of once the season's over, and they've ha- already started to have an opportunity to work together. So I think it's a good move, and I think it's a sign that, yeah, they like Fields. Give me some linemen, man. Give me some linemen. Yeah. In the pipe, pipe. I, I'm sure. A, a Cunningham and Pose being former offensive linemen. They, they're, these guys, are they're coming. They're coming with these picks they got and that money they got. You got to think. Man. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they got to be coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, after the Patriots game, after the Cowboys game, I don't know how you don't like what you saw from Justin Fields. Now, um, a lot of the intangibles, like you guys know, which is extremely important for a quarterback, we don't get to see that. I don't get to see him every day in the building. I don't get to see him lead. I don't get to study his book. I don't get to see all the things that that me and you and J-Mac would know, Cat, and J-Mac. That guy's got it, man. Like, right. he, and it's it's sincere. Like him, him wanting to get better, him wanting to win football games, um, re- extremely important for a quarterback to be sincere about that part of the game. So, um, but from what we've seen on the field, yeah, I mean, I, and Shining Chase Claypool seems like some moving in the direction of like we 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 like this guy, man. We, we like where it's going. So, uh, we'll see this offense continue taking a step. We'll see how the defense. Uh, does without Roquan and Robert Quinn. I think we're all worried about that. Uh, you talked about uh, Cat Boyer. You know, will he have to blitz as much with Chubb? Well, we know Allen Williams is going to have to blitz now, right? right? They, they don't have much of a password. Justin Jones uh, was named team captain. Uh, there's that leadership council again we talked about. This is this is my leadership, J-Mac. This is my leadership council. I named them all to the leadership council. <laughs> 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 they don't disagree with me. Um uh, oh, man. This is my TMZ moment. You know, I have a few of these every once in a while. I was wondering what you guys thought. So, Michigan, Michigan State. I don't know if you guys seen this. Jay Maggie, you seen this? They got one tunnel. The Michigan State players jumped the Michigan kid. Um, mm-hmm. Now, listen, a- a- anything, obviously, at University of Washington, we had one tunnel. And we had, we had some action in there sometimes, too. Now, you know, swinging a helmet, be jumping a kid. The kid, why is he in the tunnel by himself talking trash to Michigan State? I have no idea. So, there's, there's two sides to every story. The problem, the question I have for you guys, this is what bugged me. John, Har- no, Jim. John, Jim. Jim. Jim Harbaugh goes up and says he wants uh, charges brought against these kids. Jim, you're making almost $10 million a year off these kids' back. You flirted with the NFL last year to get a contract extension. Now you want these kids, the same kids, that you go into the hood and recruit. Right. You're shocked. Right, right, the same kids. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Now you go get yeah. You want them criminally charged, Jim. Right, Cat? Uh, J-Man, I just, I just wondering, we all know about that situation. The kids, they got to pay their price. I paid my price in college when I got into some tr- trouble. Right? I paid my price. I paid my suspension. I did that. People helped me through a tough time. To ask for kids to get criminally charged for what's happening in a football game, in a tunnel, your kid ran to talk trash him. That doesn't, that doesn't say that what they did was okay. It's right. not. But for you, J-Mac, and I, you guys disagree with me if you want, for the head coach who makes a lot of money off these kids' back, probably recruited some of those Michigan State kids because they're, you know, they're Michigan, Michigan State, they, they fight for recruits. You know their mentality. You know where they're from. You know what's possible. For you to ask for criminal charges, I found that disgusting. Yeah, and you know that 
when you're playing in state, You've got guys that are from two Ooh. different neighborhoods yep. that have known each other since they were eight years old. And, and let's be clear: we're not justifying, right? What oh no, by no means, by right. no means. They, they, the, I, I, you just didn't like Michigan State's going to handle it, Jim. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I found that I, I don't know. For me, the, when he said that, uh, J Matt, uh, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. It's society nowadays, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's society nowadays. They're trying, to, they're trying to govern the football field with their rules. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why why they, why he was there by himself. You know, like, right? We're, we're, we're your teammates out there. Yeah. I, mean, he, I, I don't know, but I yeah, that, that, like I said, that society. You know, everything is it's you know, and, and there's so many there's so many cameras, like because like you said, brother, this stuff happens all the time. Oh man! I got beat up one time in a watch, and I was talking trash to Oregon, and no one was around. Hey, listen! Hey, I think a young kid say nowadays. I won't say the word, but they say mess around and found out. I messed around and found out. Right. I mean, we 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 played the time where it wasn't just like all these camera phones. I mean, you had to have an old school VHS recorder. Jamie, I think I think I let a screech out. I think I let a screech out when Oregon guys were beating me up. Oh, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, you don't win all the time. Yeah, you got to learn, right? You got to learn. And that was my fault right. because you know what I did? You know what right. I did? I walked down the tunnel and I talked trash to a bunch of guys when no one else was around. Right. I found out. Yep. But I'll be honest with you. I, 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 you know what I did, j I took my share of the blame. I should have shut my mouth. You know what I mean? I got beat up by a bunch of Oregon guys. I did. There's 10 guys there, Olin. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Kids yep. will be kids. Yes. Kids will yeah. be kids, and stuff like that is going to happen. Yes. You know, yeah. but to to want to prosecute them. Oh, char- I want criminal charges right. while right. I live in my big house with my $10 million a year. <laughs> what? Anyway, man, uh, uh, thank you for listening to the No Name Football Podcast. We'll be back uh, to break down what we see from the Bears versus the Miami Dolphins Sunday at noon. Hey guys, it's Olin Cruz, and I want to tell you about Tequila Embajador, the official tequila of the No Name Podcast. Whether it's celebrating a big win or just kicking back after work, adding Tequila Embajador takes every gathering to the next level. The care, quality, and patience put into each and every bottle of Tequila Embajador can be tasted from the first sip to the last, and it's why we're honored to call them our teammates. Go to their website, embajadortequila.com, and use the code KICKOFF10 and receive your discount on your next purchase of Tequila Embajador, the official tequila of the No Name Podcast. Well, that does it for our show today on the No Name Football Podcast. We thank all of our listeners for listening and supporting us on all the social media platforms. Make sure you download our podcast. We're on all the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Whatever your choices, make sure you download it. Make sure you tell your friends and family. Give us a rating if you like. Hopefully, it's a five-star rating, but if not, give us a rating anyway. Uh, we liked your uh, feedback and criticism, that uh, things we can improve on upon our show. But before we go, as usual...
Man, I want to suit up right now. In the words of the great Mike Brown, you guys keep making plays in life, and we'll keep making these great podcasts for you. We're out, and we'll see you next time, Chicago. Take care. God bless. Mahalo.